it's only a kick, a jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. in the making at the World Juniors. The semifinal between Canada and the United States has Canada in front 3-2 with 8-17 left in the second period. The States jumped out to a 2-0 lead. Bedard, Stankoven, and Fantilli have scored for Canada. Just a few minutes ago, the United States celebrated a tying goal. Canada challenged for goalie interference and were successful. So they hang on to the lead. Of course, we will keep you updated on this one. In the NHL, five minutes into the second period, no score, Devils and Red Wings. A little bit later, Lightning at Minnesota, and the Stars will play the Ducks. NBA tonight, late in the first quarter. Uh, well, about three minutes left. Not a lot of scoring in this one. 10-6, the Bucks lead the Raptors. And as I look up, Canada has scored again. And I don't have the goal score because I just looked up and saw the celebration, but I'll get it for you uh, as quickly as possible. So now 7.40 left in the second period. Canada 4, United States 2. Four straight goals for Team Canada after they fell behind in the first period. Speaking of four straight goals, uh, well, that's what happened to the Oilers in the second period last night. Edmonton back at it tomorrow. 5.30 face-off show, game at 7 as they take on the New York Islanders who handed it to the Vancouver Canucks last night. And of course, you know what the story has been for the Edmonton Oilers on home ice. Quite frankly, they have uh, not been nearly good enough at Rogers Place and in their last five games, they have outright stunk going 0-4-1 in their last five home games, just 9-11-1 at Rogers Place for the season. They're a pretty good road team. Uh, I mean, are we going to wait till uh, they go to California and Vegas next week? until uh, they finally rack up some more points because they have just not been anywhere near good enough on home ice. And uh, last night it showed again against Seattle. I mean, looking good. McDavid scores a nice one early in the second period. It's 2-0. I, I thought to that point the Oilers had outplayed Seattle, maybe not by a huge margin, but I did think they'd been the, the better team in the game. And then just Seattle crushed them after that. I mean, the Oilers had virtually nothing going on the rest of the second period and uh, Seattle was just firing away and got those four goals. And we've seen that on this... Uh, I mean, it's so weird the way we're separating things because the, the last few road games for the Oilers have been uh, decent. I mean, they were able to take it to uh, Seattle last Friday. Lackluster effort by the Kraken and the Oilers made them pay. They they, uh, they scratched out the win in Calgary. Uh, I mean, going back a couple weeks ago now, they, they had a pretty impressive win in Dallas so I mean it's almost like we're talking about two separate seasons but we're talking about the home games now and in these five games in three of the five games they've had a two goal lead 
Two nothing last night, as you know, similar against Vancouver right before Christmas. They scored right at the end of the first period to go up two nothing, and then were beaten pretty badly after that. And then, of course, you flash back uh, to that St. Louis game in which they led three one with about eight minutes left and wound up losing in in a shootout. And they had a power play late in the third period and and gave up the tying goal uh, while they were on the power play shorthanded to St. Louis. So a lot of it comes down to managing some key moments in the game better and head coach Jay Woodcroft expanded on that today. I think that's what it comes down to Reed is is managing those moments better. How do you do it? You, you talk through it, you uh, rep it out in practice, you um, you know you have meetings and, and an understanding of what other teams are trying to do. Um, you know I think what you're talking about is a lot of moments that were within our control where pucks might have been on our stick and and we can make better decisions with with pucks or we can be harder in certain areas. I think uh, the bottom line is we've played uh, well enough to uh, get some leads, well enough to be in games, um, but I said this last night after the game, uh, to win in this league, it, it requires 60 minutes of uh, effort, concentration, and execution. And uh, last night's game, certainly, um, we, were, we were asleep for a good eight to 10 minutes there. Uh, well, yeah, for sure. I, I, well, I, they might have been sleepy longer than that, quite frankly, but uh, I won't argue too much uh, with Woody. We're, if you, I know we got somebody on the open line already. With plenty of time for people to talk tonight. I, I know we uh, had a lot of calls last night. 780-496-0063 is the hotline powered by CertainTeed, the pro's choice for roofing, siding, drywall, insulation, and ceiling systems. CertainTeed Pro all the way. I, I'll kind of leave it to you. I, I will give you a bit of a focus, though, if you, if you are... Uh, you know, struggling for a topic or there's a lot bouncing through your head right now with the Oilers because I can understand why there might be. And I felt like last night's game was was definitely the most distressed the fan base has been this season. Maybe I'm wrong, but that's just uh, my impression from, and, and I talked to a lot of people throughout the season. I, I know a lot of you want to talk trades. You want to talk somebody getting fired. Uh, I, I know there's a section of the fan base that doesn't like Ken Holland probably the same section of the fan base that has never liked any Oilers GM and will never like any Oilers GM. But that's a, that's a topic for another day, maybe. Uh, and, I, and I get all that. And look, there, I, there will be a trade or trades at some point. Um, but probably at most, we're talking about three players coming in. I mean, maybe, maybe more likely going to be a couple. Uh, so if you're struggling to, for a topic... Or, or a focus, I, I guess I want to hear about this particular group of players. And after 39 games, are you still optimistic that they can play better and put it together? Or have you now settled into the groove of thinking, all right, this is the team. And then they're not terrible. And again, I, I, ref I, I don't believe they're terrible. I, 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 I try not to be a pessimistic person. I don't think this is a terrible team. I've seen terrible Oilers teams and other terrible teams in the National Hockey League. They're not in that category, but I think they're extremely inconsistent, and I think they're extremely uh, flawed when it comes to repairing their mistakes. And a lot of the, the criticism that I would have of this team is I have seen most of these players play better. I think to some extent, inexperience can be a, an excuse. You know, if they had a, if they had eight first or second year players, I'd be like, well, you know what? They're going to make mistakes, guys. You can't, you, you can't expect them to do things until they've learned. But they looked like a team that had learned a lot of lessons. 
in, in the second half of last year and into the postseason. And now it seems like, well, they, they've regressed either mentally or concentration-wise or resilience-wise or, or something like that. So I kind of asked Woodcroft today, like, where is it? Why, why can't they be more consistent? I would say that that's the million dollar question, right? Is uh, in order to build the level of consistency, you need to uh, embrace doing those things on a daily basis. And to do it, it's, it's, it's not choosing easy, it's choosing hard. Uh, those are hard things to do. Now, they might be simple things to do, um, but it's hard to do that day in, day out, and make more good plays uh, than poor plays. And, um, you know, I think what gets lost in a lot of that is there's been moments in games, big moments, um, you know, that haven't been our finest hour, uh, that we, we can learn from and get better. Um, the thing we want to make sure is that we're paying attention to the lessons and we're not deaf to them. Um, you know, but in the end, I would go back to uh, we have to choose the hard decision, which is to, to do those things day in, day out. And I think when you do that more than not, that's when the results follow, the consistent results. Yeah, that's an interesting way to put it. You have to choose the hard decision. Um, you know, being successful at anything <laughs> sometimes means making the hard decision or... Uh, or choosing to, to put in the work so that uh, hard decisions become a habit as opposed to uh, something unusual that happens or, or you only try to do when really needed. I, I think that's something that might be plaguing the Oilers this year as well. Uh, 780-496-0063. Always a pleasure to hear from Sirius Gord. Gord, Happy New Year. Go ahead. Same to you, my friend. Um, the con The constant term is choosing. I don't know if that's a verb or an adjective verb, I guess. Um, and when we sift through all of this, it always comes back. You've watched all the threads. You've heard all the comments. It's about the choices that Ken Holland has made in the past, what he's going to do today, and what he's going to do in the future. And choices cast the die. I mean, you talked... Uh, I, I, I'm, I'm, I, you pose a really interesting question about um, uh, where this team is. And I know you heard my comments to Bob Stoffer a while ago about grapes and about some grapes not being ripe in this bunch of, of players. And I'll, I'll veer off from where I wanted to go because I think that it's important to realize that there are some very experienced players in this team and there's some very inexperienced players in this team. And the, and the inexperienced players are in the part of your team that you want to be the most experienced, and that's on defense. We have, uh, I don't know what the numbers are, but if you look at the top four players in our team, they're one of the most inexperienced four defensemen in the league. And we also have arguably one of the most inexperienced coaches in the league. And it comes all back to who made the choices to put those kinds of inexperienced people in a place when they're challenged, like they were last night, um, uh, to fail because they literally did not have the kind of seasoning, the kind of wisdom that somebody like a, uh, um, oh, crap, who was the guy we had from Chicago last year mentoring uh, Keith. Uh, Keith? Sorry, I, I don't mean to cut you off. Sorry, like, no, but no, like go Bush, 
Boop, like, like Broberg's inexperienced. Like Bouchard's at 141 games, and he has played but, better. But you know the adage, 300 plus is what's considered an experience. Yeah, but that's something defense. that Stoff heard from a scout once and has, and has I, said I, it so many times I, he's made everybody in oil country one. believe it. I, I I agree with him, man. I mean, you look at Petrie, look at all these other Justin Schultz that we saw last night. You, you, you see there's a level of seasoning that defensemen require that's a much higher threshold for a lot of reasons compared to their, the, 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 the uh, front three. And we're seeing it. We're seeing these guys collapsing under pressure because they haven't had the ability to work out their game, to build their game. And that includes Darnell Nurse, who, you know, when you think about it, how much mental as he had in his career so far in NHL. No, no real great veteran defenseman working alongside him with the exception of Keith and maybe one or two others. So, so you know, the choice has been made to go with an inexpensive, inexperienced, sorry, defensive group. And that is what we're experiencing now. I think that because they don't have the experience, the, the front uh, forwards don't have the confidence and it all just ripples all the way through and then last night I think we've seen increasingly more evidence that the coach hasn't got the experience to guide this team um, I mean he has wonderful platitudes and everybody thought he was wonderful last year but today you know he clearly didn't rally the troops called the timeout did a few other things last night got zero results out of it obviously and here we are today with a bunch of bad choices. So um, I, I just, Gord, you, you said something sure. that was really interesting, and, th and then you sort of well, lost me because you said... <laughs> it's a rare event. Because you said that the area in which you need the most experience, the Oilers don't have a lot of experience. We and don't. I thought you were going to say support veterans. Like maybe instead of Yamamoto, you'd like somebody like... Well, Ryan O'Reilly's an extreme case, but you know what I'm getting at. But no, no, here's, but, but, here's what, what I don't I don't I, I don't understand what you're saying about the I understand what you're saying about Bouchard and Brober, but like Kulak is three hundred and seventy three games. CeCe's gonna play seven hundred by the end of the year. Nurse is over yeah. five hundred. So that's yeah. that's where you lost me specifically with an inexperienced defense. I understand. Yeah, and, and I mean uh, last night who was Bouchard paired with? Uh, well, first he was with Broberg, Broberg. and then they swapped yeah. it, right? Right. And who made that choice? Well, Manson or Woodcroft. Well, Coach made that. Woodcroft made that final choice. How many games has Woodcroft got under his belt? Made yeah, well, job. he hasn't even coached. I, I've, I've said that before. Woody is, is a yeah. rookie head coach, and he's being yeah. tested as well. And it's 100%. And you've got a bunch of thoroughbreds in the front and a bunch of promising, very promising, and will through the day when we trade them uh, to people on the defense and we've got a, a, a rookie coach in the middle who can't who seems to be struggling at managing that that issue okay so I'm gonna um, I'm gonna challenge you again here and I'm actually enjoying this because you've made good points <laughs> some I agree with some I'm not so sure about you thought sure. Dave Tippett was too old to coach the team yes 100% and I think Ken Holland is too I've laid that marker down too long time ago. All right, so Woody yeah. All right, so you're fine with Woody's age but not his experience level. Uh, the experience level, it's very interesting just reading up some stuff on General Marshall who is one of the most pivotal men in all of 20th, 20th century. He deliberately would not promote a general over the age of 40 um, because he thought that they could not 
uh, develop and, and grow beyond the age of 40. Um, very, very interesting. And we look at Woodcroft, and I, and I see Holland, and I think, you know, I, I had a whole other different thread that I was going to work on tonight, but uh, Ken Holland is not capable of doing, I think, make the decisions, make the choices that need to be done. I think. Well, I think the die is cast. Frankly, I don't think there's a lot. He's 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 got himself into a box that I don't think he can get well, out. He's of kind of picked choice. the team. He did the same thing Shirelli yeah, did after here. 2017. He kind of picked the team for the next three years. Yep. With Fogel yep. and, and I, now he's, and, and some, and he's some of these with like it. I just don't have a problem with guys like Kulak and Cece or something like that. But some of the re, some of the support forwards don't appear to be. Um, competitive enough, maybe consistent enough. Yep. Maybe. Uh, I, yeah. Okay. I gotta go. You've you, you've titillated me as always. It's, it's a pleasure talking to you, Reed. <laughs> I think you had a different idea, and you have I to did, go there someday. And I, I will revisit it, and I promise you, you will be impressed. Okay. Nobody else in the country will be, but I know you will. <laughs> okay, I'm not sure how to take that, but thank you, Gordon. <laughs> Thanks, Reed. That is serious, Gordon at seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. Okay. Uh, interesting stuff there from Gord. Some of you may have a reaction. Um, some of you may just want to talk about other stuff. We do have plenty of open line time. Kelly Rudy's coming up a little bit later on. Rob Brown will hop on tonight to break down the more World Junior stuff than Oilers stuff. Seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. Back in a couple of minutes. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. You're listening to 630 Ched Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. All right. Thanks a lot for uh, tuning in tonight. Still 4-2 Canada at the uh, World Junior Game against the United States. We'll keep you updated on that one. 780-496-0063. We have Paul standing by. Paul, thank you for calling. Go ahead. Uh, just a real simple observation, maybe what you think. When... Uh, when he started coaching, he was rolling four lines initially, and he made everybody part of the play. And uh, it seems that uh, he's back to just riding some horses like Tippett was. Or So instead of getting that commitment to playing at 60 minutes, it's pretty hard to jump in and make a true contribution if you're cold, as it were. Yeah, I think that's a fair comment, and I'm glad you brought that up. I think Rob and I have touched on that a bit. Um, but maybe not enough. You know, you know what's interesting, Paul? Some of the best games the Oilers... Well, maybe I shouldn't say this because maybe I'm misremembering. I, I, I feel like some of the best games the Oilers had were when they played 11-7 and because you're forced to find a way to get all the forwards on the ice because you're down a guy. Yeah, but you're also taking... You're finding some extra minutes to give those other people. And that's that's what I seem to see this... At, at present anyway is that uh, the guys who are at the top are getting all the time and it's hard for those other guys to really get their legs moving and get their head in the game yeah i think I, that uh, it would make a difference if he just cut some of those that time back and let those other guys play a little bit more 
and then they'd have more ownership over the game rather than sitting back like when Dreisaitl missed a game down in Seattle you know all of a sudden other people got more time the game tempo changed right yeah, I, I think there's something to that. Rob and I have talked about that, that you want everybody to, to take ownership in the game, right? You want everybody to feel like they're invested in the outcome or that they have some responsibility in the outcome. I mean, sure, the depth yeah. guys know that McDavid and Dreisaitl are going to play more. Um, well, they know that, but, but there's going to be a line where they, they have to be in it enough that their head gets into it the same way. It's pretty hard just to sit and watch sometimes. But Would you, that, ha- would you have McDavid on the penalty kill? Uh, sporadically, not not as a rule. Yeah, I kind of feel that way too. Even though I know he's he's dangerous. Um, yeah, that's we're a- taking you're taking those guys who that was their role, and now you're taking you're, you're taking that away from them. So then you go, well, what are what am I left here to do? Right, right. And, and that's that's dangerous, right? Where it's like, well, you, you you signed me to do this, this, and this, and now I'm only doing one of those three things. Yeah, that's fair. Okay. Right. Thanks, Paul. So it's just a thought. Thank you. All right. Big Bad Joe is up next. Uh, plenty of open line time in the next half hour. 780-496-0063.